You're listening to the Extraordinary Fan Podcast, coming to you from the Duncastle Studio in Naples, Florida. And now your hosts, Riley and Billy. Welcome back, Extraordinary Fans. Here we are doing the local show at a local brew house, Millennial Brewing Company, downtown Fort Myers. This is Riley Morris and Billy Dunn. What's going on? On site. And uh, we're down here having some beers, celebrating uh, Food Truck Fridays at Millennial Brewing Company. First time we've been here. And places is going off right now, right? Yeah, there's a lot of people in here. I was surprised, you know. You get in, uh, you get in anywhere down here around five o'clock. It's a lot of, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of early bird specials, and uh, which there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, this place, really diverse crowd, a lot of people out here, and really cool vibe. You know, they got three big screen TVs. Uh, you've got uh, obviously all the beer that you need. Um, really cool setup with tables and chairs out in the middle. They got beer pong and, and uh, cornhole. And uh, it's just a really cool setup. But you mentioned it was Food Truck Friday, and they got a nice little setup outside, too. Oh, yeah, the food looks amazing out there. Four different trucks, from what it looks like. They got some pizza. They got the raw bar. Uh, they got, what is it, barbecue? Barbecue. Uh, burger queue, rather. Burger queue. This is, uh, now their, their claim to fame here is having the best burgers in Fort Myers. Um, and, and, I'm, and they're on I'm, wheels. Yeah, I plan on finding out tonight. But we started off tonight uh, just getting squared away. We're up here on the second level. And we know out of all the recordings that we've had, this is going to be the most challenging as far as sound goes. Yeah, a little noisy in here. It's got a bit of an echo, so I hope this comes through okay. I believe our equipment is standard equipment, so we'll see how this goes, man. I, I think uh, so far we've sounded great, but... As we're not in a Duncastle studio, this will be an experiment. Yeah, so this this really kind of sparks something for us. Kind of gets us out in the community, experiencing things live, uh, giving you some good feedback about a really cool place that honestly I had, this is, and I feel bad for this, but I've never heard of it. Yeah, until, you know, we, we saw their message on Facebook about this event going on, I had not heard of it either. So it's, um, but it's it's really laid out well, and uh, there's a lot of people in here having a great time, and uh, we plan on enjoying it too. But I'll tell you this, uh, up on the screens they've got a lot of NBA All Star, uh, you know, uh, footage as they had practice today. I was reading uh, Kevin Durant made a statement that he was not there to make amends, uh, have any drama. He was just there to play a game. That's what Kevin Durant said, huh? Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, and, and then I did see Russ was asked, is it going to be strange being on the same team as the rest of the Warriors in the middle of such a heated rivalry? And he responded with, uh, what is your favorite fashion brand? <laughs> so I think they're steering clear of this. Great answer. Great answer. Well, I had uh, read a story about how Draymond is going to insert himself in the situation to try and make amends or at least you know help make light of 
the situation with all those guys being on the floor together, including James Harden, who, you know, the three of those guys went to a finals together and lost to the Heat, obviously, but uh, they were really good friends, and I feel like he can probably help uh, put some water to that fire a little bit if he wants to. I don't know if he does. Well, it's funny you say that. He was quoted today um, as saying, I, I want nothing to do with that situation. So it sounds like it's fair. a guy that's that spent some time in the foxhole with both of them is not going to be helping uh, mend those uh, fences anytime soon. So, uh, But in saying that, we really, unfortunately for South Florida, we don't have any all-star content this year. No, you're right. There's nobody representing them in the NBA all-star game. And as this is our local hour, it doesn't pertain much to this game, does it? It doesn't, unfortunately. You know, I thought Hassan was going to have a shot. Um, you know, Goran has put together the best season of his career, and this is a guy who had an all-NBA uh, first-team career uh, year, uh, his last year in Phoenix, last full season. Right. And, he, he was and, on the borderline there, maybe, uh, with the East, but too many good players. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the guys that were left out, and Lillard and D. Wade, Mello just snuck in with the Kevin Love injury. Barely, yeah. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, the Heat really didn't have anything for that. And really sadly is they lost out on the opportunity to have Josh Richardson and Justice uh, Winslow in there for the uh, the up-and-coming teams. Yeah, the Rising Stars game is tonight, and that would have been fun to see both of those guys go, go into that game and put on a show. Because they, there, there are other players out there, their ages, that seem to have maybe a higher ceiling. But those guys have a real veteran-like talent. It would have been fun to see them out there together. Yeah, it's too bad that that's the, the case. And also for the Heat season that they've both been hurt uh, almost the entire year. I think Justice is done for the season. Yeah, that wrist. But, uh, and Josh, know. I keep following him. You know, his stuff on Twitter and Instagram, it seems, it seems as though he's healing up. He's practicing. Uh, he's in shoot-arounds. But I see him on that sideline with that boot. And it, we're not seeing him play. Now, it hasn't hurt him, obviously, as of late. I think I think they've won 15 of 17. It just came off of a huge victory against the Houston Rockets. That's correct, Billy. At one point in the season, they were 11 and 30. And they've won 14 of 16 to go to the break after the last game of the, of the uh, first half of the season. Beating the Rockets yet again. That's back-to-back. I think they're two and a half games out of uh, the eighth. They are they're creeping up. And so it would be it would be fun to see them at least get a, a shot at the Cavaliers in the first round. Yeah, it would be an interesting matchup. I know Hassan would relish that. But in saying that, there's one person I know that would have zero interest in that. And that's Pat Riley. Pat Riley, that's right. He I, I'm pretty sure that and he wouldn't say it publicly now that he's got a team that's hitting around that eight seed. But I'm pretty sure he has no interest in being an eight seed. Not, not likely. I think he is again trying to build this team up, and the draft. He's been, you know, pretty good with with finding talent. Um, Certainly lately, yeah. Classically, it's never been his forte, but lately right. he's really put together some good drafts. And we got some good players, you know, coming in coming in this 
uh, NBA draft as well. So it's a deep draft. If they were to, to get into the lottery and, and sort of take a nosedive here towards the end of the season, I don't know how many Heat fans would be upset with that. You know, I, I hate to be a basketball snob and a basketball purist like this, but there's a lot of talk about this Lonzo Ball kid. And, you know, right, there UCLA. Was, yeah, there was a point in time where it looked like the Heat were fairly well lined up, wins and losses, uh, to end up with this pick that was going to likely have their choice if they wanted to choose him or not. He, his entire family, his two brothers, uh, his dad, they've all been fairly outspoken and dynamic, both on the court and off. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing, for a family that's put so much into the game and has had so much success, have you seen his jump shot? It looks a little awkward. That, that is a strange release. I mean, I grew up with, you know, your elbows in line. Your uh, shot is, is more of a stand-up shot with the idea that you want to release high, flick your wrist, fall all the way through, and try to touch your middle finger to your forearm when yeah. you're finished. The Pistol this, Pete or the Larry Bird yeah, you know, form. This is, uh, this is not that. This is definitely... Far from it. This is not a traditional shot by any means. So I'm just curious, you know, when, when professionals are looking at bringing him in, giving him a lot of money, trusting the franchise, fundamentals, structure, and uh, form, I would just imagine are important. Yeah, they're going to look be. at that, and, you know, the naysayers will say what they want about his fundamentals when it comes to what his jump shot looks like. But if you shoot as many as you need to to get to the point where you're shooting 50% or close to it as a shooting guard or a point guard. You know, ask Sean Marion if he, if he wanted to change his shot after uh, going into the NBA and, and kind of receiving some heat for that too. But you shoot enough of them, you become really good at it. And as long as it's not a shot that gets blocked all the time because it's coming from the chest, uh, go for it. Do, do what works for you. Yeah, if you look at Reggie Miller, one of the all-time great shooting guards and phenomenal outside shooter, uh, was very, very unorthodox. Sure. He had a um, his follow-through was actually where both wrists clanked together. Um, if you watch any of those old uh, uh, NBA Classics games on NBA TV or ESPN Classics, you'll see that, and it's a strange release, but it did work for him. The difference was he was six seven. He had long arms, and he moved without the ball in a way that he had a lot of open shots, or they were open when he caught the ball. So his form was was less of a something to pay attention to. And then when you look at somebody like Sean Marion, freak athlete, six right. foot eight and a half. You know, he was, I think he's probably around 215, 220. Lightning quick, amazing hops. And when you have a 40-plus vertical, your form is less... Yeah, Less you, important. you don't have to be the best shooter. That's nobody's right. you, nobody's blocking that shot though. You can do a lot of things on the court when you when your uh, dimensions read that way. But so. I will tell you, he's he's a smaller guard. The only the only thing I'll back him up with is when you're shooting from that kind of distance with that kind of accuracy. There's not a whole lot to complain about. So I am kind of nitpicking a little bit, but it did surprise me, and and I know that's not very local, uh, but it's something that could affect the Heat here in the in the future. Well, you know, if the Heat continue to play well and maybe they make the playoffs, maybe they don't, you know, we could see possibly 
cutting Luke Babbitt and bringing in Grayson Allen, huh? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> that would be a nightmare for Heat fans, I would have to imagine. Grayson, I don't, I really don't have a whole lot of problem with Grayson. Plays with a lot of emotion. I do have more of a problem with Babbitt, though. Um, if the Heat would like to cut uh, silly Babbitt and uh, and sign you, uh, I would cheer for that. And that has nothing to do with personal. I, I would take the on on court performance over Babbitt's. Dude, I can go play seven minutes a game in the NBA right now and average two and a half points a game. Two and a half, really? Two and a half. So you're getting fouled, I, I assume? No, I would make one three every couple of games and then probably a foul shot or two. I see. Uh, you know the NBA three is a little bit further out, right? Doesn't make a difference. It's confidence. I Raindrop, drop top. <laughs> I uh, I can get with that. that, that that's... Uh, <laughs> We're going to have to have a wager on that eventually, three-point shootout. Okay. Okay, maybe maybe uh, one of our remotes, you know, we can go to a basketball court, play a game of horse, get some people involved. I think that's more of a Facebook Live thing. I'm not, I don't think we need to cart the whole show out for that. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll definitely have to do that eventually. Um, Sounds like fun. But speaking of basketball, and we're talking about the heat, uh, it seems like we got something that's even a little bit more local that has a lot going on. Yeah, I think you're talking about the basketball team that resides here, known as Florida Gulf Coast University, a.k.a. Dunk City. Big game last night for them. They uh, have now taken over sole possession of first place in the Atlantic Sun Division with a standout game by Brandon Goodwin, a player that transferred from University of Central Florida. He had a career high last night, 27 points, tied his career high with 17 rebounds, and FGCU won by double digits. With two games left in the Atlantic Sun, they're right where they want to be to threaten uh, finding a way into this tournament. So March Madness is not far away, man. I'm really excited for the team. I, I hope to go see at least one more home game before the, uh, the tournament starts. But I can, I can definitely tell that there's some excitement going on at FGCU right now about this team and maybe doing some damage. Yeah, you know, it seems like, uh, forgive me, what was his name? That, Brandon Goodwin. Brand, Brandon Goodwin. He, um, it seems like we probably don't have as good of a team as far as 1 through uh, 12 on this roster as during the Dunk City year uh, because that team was deep and surprisingly talented. The further you got into the bench, uh, but this Brandon Goodwin kid, I would say, I don't know that we had anybody at this talent level either. He's really good, and you know the, the dunk city thing has sort of disappeared as far as the play, as far as actual dunking. Um, last night, not the case, man. There were four or five alley oops, and it's fun when that kind of game starts happening. Um, Addicted. You you want to root for this team, whether you like Florida Gulf Coast University or not. Uh, they're they're easy to root for. Well, and you know, a local team. It's important because if you look at it classically, um, we haven't had a whole lot to root for in South Florida when it comes to college basketball. You got the Canes over there sure. that'll make a run every now and again. They got uh, Coach Laren Yega over there, uh, yes. who uh, is a good coach, and they're solid. They, you know, I'm not taking anything away from them. But having something here local like this, homegrown, uh, that really 10 years ago didn't exist uh, to this level. You know, having a basketball team that was, you know, pr producing on a national level 
and I think there's no question they're going to be in March Madness, right? Well, all they have to do now is uh, play well for their for the tournament. If they if they win the division, then they're going to be in, and then you know they could obviously win the Atlantic Sun tournament as well and get in. So they got two shots at it. Obviously, we're looking at a 14, 15, 16 seed. Uh, definitely not a play-in game if, if they win either of those uh, division or tournament uh, championships. But I think they have the team to get there this year. And one of the guys that is going to be playing for them next year just transferred from University of Michigan. Uh, to FGCU? Big man that, wow. that graduated from... Bishop Verreau High School, and forgive me, his name escapes me right now, but I'm excited for, for him to come home and do some things for this basketball team, because that's what they need, is, is another another big man in the middle um, to, to see some more success for the team. High, high flyers or not, you got to play defense, got to have a guy in the middle. Well, and it's, you know, I was watching, uh, you know I'm an IU fan. And I was watching the IU-Minnesota game the other night. And it got me thinking that we almost ended up with uh, Patino here at FGCU. He got into that last round of interviews. And uh, he picked up a great job there in Minnesota. And they apparently play really, really hard. And uh, have a very oddly athletic team there in Minnesota. I would have liked to have seen a name like that down here at FGCU. But... Oh, yeah. uh, but nonetheless, they've been able to remain competitive, and uh, it's been fun to watch, certainly. Now, they're leading the A-Sun. That's so right. So they're, they're quite a bit ahead in the A-Sun. They're the favorite to win their, their conference tournament. So i got to believe they're a shoe-in. 21-7 right now is their overall record. The aforementioned player, Ricky Doyle, is his name. He'll be coming here playing next year. And two division games left. They got a they got a great chance at, at uh, winning the whole thing. Well, it'd be exciting. It'd be fun to have something like that to root for, especially as we talk about the Heat not having a whole lot there for us this year. And um, I'll Very tell you, true. we've got something else going on. We've got uh, spring training. That's right. We got both of our MLB franchises now in town: the Minnesota Twins, as well as the Boston Red Sox. And baseball is now getting underway. We're, we're definitely going to have to go check out a game or two upcoming. Yeah, you've got um, the Red Sox obviously always bring a big following. But you've got um, you got the Twins. That And we've talked about this previously, but I, I can't wait to go out there and see the Twins ballpark. I've actually heard a lot of good things. And I've just been working too much in the uh, years prior and haven't been able to get out there to do that. Yeah, they've got some upgrades all all over the, the, uh, the stadium there, and they're, they're investing some money. So it is it is a, a much improved atmosphere. Uh, aesthetically, it looks a lot better than it used to, and we're, we're definitely going to enjoy ourselves when we go out there. Well, in saying that, you know what? We might be at a point. I'd like to pick up a little bit more baseball talk. But we're going to take a quick, uh, about a three-minute break. And as we send you out to break. Yeah, that sounds good, Billy. Let's go ahead and grab another beer and tell you about our local sponsor of the nights uh, for the first half of the show, Lighthouse Realty of the Islands. 
located at 359 Periwinkle Way on Sanibel Island, Florida. If you have any interest in Gulf Front seasonal vacation rentals or condos for sale, please give them a call at 239-579-0511. Lighthouse Realty, lighting the way to your next stay. And we will see you guys after the break. Extraordinary fans, we're returning to Duncastle Studio in Naples, Florida. And now, back to the guys. Welcome back, Extraordinary fans. We are going to kick off the second half of the show and uh, let you know that tonight is actually going to be sponsored by Millennial Brewing Company. It's a company here in Fort Myers. It's allowed us to come in, experience their atmosphere, as well as very, very tasty beers. And you can find them at 1811 Royal Palm Avenue, Fort Myers, Florida, 33901. If you'd like to give them a call, you can reach them at 239-271-2255. You can visit them on Facebook. You can search them by uh, searching Millennial Brewing Company and uh, find all their different specials and events. Tonight we're here for Food Truck Fridays. They've got, uh, but it seems like every night of the week there's something new uh, and different than, than the previous day. You've got, um, it looks like they're going to be open from 4 to 12. The food trucks will be here from 5 to 10. And uh, been a lot of fun. Uh, I've enjoyed this so far. How about you, Riley? Having a great time, man. This, this uh, entire atmosphere is really cool. More and more people piling in here. Uh, the, the beers have been awesome. I don't even know what we were drinking on the first uh, half of the show, but it was awesome. What, what was that? That is your Isla Mirada Sandbar Sunday. It's a wheat, it's a citrus wheat. Uh, it's very light, it's got a light kind of hoppy finish. 4.9% uh, alcohol, so it's actually got a, uh, it's got a good alcohol content to it as well uh, without getting a little bit too, uh, too aggressive. And, uh, but great flavor, I'll tell you, you and I have enjoyed that Gateway Gold on one of our prior uh, local hours. And that was yes. a Fort Myers Fort Brewing Myers Company. Brewing, yep. And uh, I would tell you that I think the Isla Mirada is similar but maybe a little bit better flavor. I would have to say I like this one better. The only thing that I could tell a lot of difference was maybe a little bit more alcohol content in this one, uh, which I don't mind. And as we say that, the uh, next round oh, here <laughs> is, we go. Uh, is sponsored by me. Thank you. And uh, this one is uh, called Second Amendment. What made you pick this one out? Well, I'm a fan of Dark Ales and also the Second Amendment, so how can you go wrong choosing this one? Well, it looks, it looks good. Uh, it's a brown ale. It's also from the West Coast. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a nice way to finish up the show. We've got live music starting here in uh, roughly 19 minutes, so uh, we, we have a clock that's a little bit different and definitely is going to rein us in a little bit tonight. Yeah, we're going to have to power through here, get through the rest of the show, and it'll be a condensed version of our normal local hour. But uh, with, with everything going on here, this certainly understandable. We have to cut the show uh, a little short. But looking forward to see what the music's like and uh, what, what exactly happens as it gets a little later here at the brewery. 
Uh, I thought we were going to have a special guest tonight. I thought E was supposed to show up, no? Special guest, he is uh, still in a meeting right now, but E will be here soon enough. That sounds way too suburban. I think he's going to be one of our future sponsors going forward. Nice. Uh, something we're definitely welcoming, we'd be open to. Uh, so when we left everybody, we were talking about baseball. We had the Red Sox and the uh, Twins in town now. Spring training you, starting off right now, yep. You've got the Red Sox have their first game on uh, February 26th, and that's going to be up at the Charlotte Sports Park. We're going to have our first local game on February the 27th, and that's over at JetBlue Field. we got to get out there. I, have I, you been out for that? I've seen two games at JetBlue, and just as impressed with that uh, ballpark as the Miracles, and more impressed with the food and the beer, actually. They, they got some really nice stuff there, a little, little different than, than some parks because of the Boston theme. Yeah, and you got uh, the miniaturized Green Monster. That's right. It's, it's not really all that many. It's still a big, giant wall, but... Very cool as a, as a replica. If you can't make it up to Massachusetts, you got the second best thing down here, Southwest Florida. Pretty cool. I'll tell you what, I just took a uh, sip of this Second Amendment. That's a really cool flavor. That's different. Yeah. Brown. Strong coffee, you know, chocolatey flavor. Uh, really good beer, though. Full bodied, rich, creamy chocolate color, malt forward with a light bitterness and crisp finish. I would tell you that's an astute evaluation. However, it did sound like you might have been reading that. Not at all. That's my opinion. <laughs> Appreciate that. I didn't realize that you were so uh, in tune with your uh, taste buds. <laughs> so, we're definitely going to have to get out there and check out a Twins and a uh, Red Sox game at prospective stadiums. We've got a, uh, obviously, we've got a business now to just support off of those ideas. But, um, Anything else going on here locally that you got any interest in? Well, you know, I would like to talk about the Miami Dolphins a little bit as they kind of made some headlines uh, last couple of days with some of the off-season moves that they've made. Uh, just cut a couple of different players, clearing up $20 million in cap space. Um, Brandon Albert is the headline because he's been a solid left tackle for – the Kansas City Chiefs just came over last season to the Dolphins, and they paid him a bunch of money. They have yet to cut him. They are considering a trade, but he's not going to be playing for the Dolphins next year. Jaguars are mentioned as a possible landing spot for him. But getting rid of Brandon Albert, Mario Williams, defensive tackle Earl Mitchell, and a cornerback whose name I cannot pronounce gives him $20 million in cap space. <laughs> see what they can do this offseason and uh, on other Dolphins news Jeffrey Luria last time we talked about the Dolphins I believe he had someone that wanted to buy the team what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like how can this guy get to be any more of a walking train wreck <laughs> like have you paid attention to the story though like not only did he have this handshake and I'm doing air quotes handshake deal on $1.6 billion for his team that he can't get a single fan to walk into the stadium. And it is a beautiful stadium that those fans that don't come, they paid for. 
He right. owns the building. He owns the ground. I mean, he's totally he fleeced. makes all the money. He's fleeced everybody in this deal, and everybody wants him to go. It's gotten to the point where there's no protest. They just want him to go. And right when you hear this $1.6 billion deal, you find out that $1.6 billion offer is in connection with the United States of America, President Donald Trump. His, his son's, his stepson, is that what it is? Or son-in-law, I should Related say? Related to that last name. That, that's yeah. what I understand. So it sounds like there's a company that's backed by Trump-connected uh, family members that, that are trying to make this offer on Jeffrey Loria's team. It's not ironic that shortly after this quote-unquote handshake deal uh, is reported, did you hear the next thing? Well, I believe we have a new ambassador to France. Yeah. Is that I, what's going on? Could you? I mean, an ambassador to France. So let me get this straight. You get to have somebody write a check for $1.6 of which you paid $120, excuse me, $120 million for, financed $33 million through MLB, and then on top of all that, you get to take that 153 million total bill, and you get to uh, turn it into 1.6 billion, and then on top of all that, you get to run away to France and spend all your money over there. Best of both worlds. Guy's a smart, savvy businessman, obviously. Don't pat him on the back, dude. Oh wait gonna, a second. It we're gonna like lose the, deal, the few people we got. <laughs> the deal just fell through. Hold that thought. Yeah, so now because of the PR conflict, he's still the ambassador. He no longer has somebody to buy his team, though. Now, in saying that, this sounds like there's a few groups out there trying trying to make a play for it, though. Yeah, I, I've heard that Alex Rodriguez trying to get some investors together, maybe make a play on it. Uh, Derek Jeter also reported doing the same. And I think that would be kind of neat to have a former player you know, more closely related to the franchise, get involved in that purchase. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I don't. I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. Now, you know, it's funny. This is a weird economic uh, time to be living through as a sports fan. You've got a Rod, who was rumored as recently as last year, this past season, that by the way, the Cubs happened to win the World Series. But on a side note, last season you had rumors that A-Rod was going to end up signing a free agent deal to finish out the season in his hometown of Miami. Right. Yep. So he played last year, was rumored to be playing for them last year, is rumored to be owning them this year. Well, how about that? Uh, his first year as a non-player went pretty well. The guy's awesome uh, covering the sport. You know, the way he can talk about it on TV is pretty impressive. And I think he definitely has a career doing that if he chooses to. But the guy has so much money and is connected to a lot of different people that also have a ton of money. Maybe he's going to make a play. Um, I know he knows a lot of doctors in Miami that might be able to give him <laughs> some money. There you go. I don't know that a lot of them shots, have their money anymore. Shots fired there, Billy. Yeah. Not saying anything we don't know. 
But uh, you know what I do think is funny, though, is you've got Derek Jeter and A-Rod that keep getting rumored as having investors with them. Right. However, they don't choose to go together. Of course not. So it's funny how that New York Yankee rivalry between the two of them has now matriculated down south to the point that now you got a rivalry for ownership. My money's on Jeter. Well, that's that's just out of a... You just feel like he's a more stand-up guy that is going to come through for you. That's the only reason you're doing that. Well, and I like the Yankees. Jeter is the ultimate Yankee. You know what? When you root for a team like the Redskins, you should also root for the Yankees. How'd you know? You should, though. I mean, at least then you get something to offset all your misery. <laughs> You're correct. I've, I've not seen a championship won by my football team, but I have seen a couple won by my baseball team. i, I got to interrupt you. I, I can't even tell you how excited I am to look up at the screen and see my guy White Chocolate warming up for this game right now. Oh, he's about to go off, man. He is, is that Draymond Green up there, too? Draymond is wearing a Golden Girls-like jacket. Uh, <laughs> it looks like some sort of uh, mauve-ish champagne mixture. Um, hey, that's but, out of Prince's closet. Yeah. No, Prince, that was in Prince's dumpster. Prince wasn't wearing... He's wearing whitewashed jeans, bro. Like, that's bad. You know, fashion used to be, I'm going to wear stuff that looks good, not I'm going to wear stuff that looks crazy. Now it's just I want to wear stuff that looks crazy. Nowadays in the NBA? Absolutely right. Ever since that dress code thing was, was put in, um, you're seeing a lot more guys go go off off the, uh, the scale with their clothing. It's a, it's a weird retaliation, Russell right? Russell Westbrook, most notably. D. Wade, LeBron. The, uh, would, you, would you call uh, Draymond's jacket, if you had to give that a name, would you call that Dusty Rose? I like that. That's like solid, that. right? That, uh, that was a suggestion from our bartender slash voiceover girl. <laughs> nice one. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're getting ready, man. Who's I, the uh, giant old white guy that was just taking a layup there? Man, th- these celebrity games are these celebrity games for me are more fun than the actual All Star game anymore. They're they're funner to watch because they're probably there's J Dub right there. Look at that. Oh yeah. This is going to be really interesting. They have some guy behind Jason Williams that's literally 85 years old. Uh, that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, that is not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's a tiny white Jewish man. And there is there is one other ironic celebrity out there. The the younger crowd might know him as um, a, a Marvel superhero. But for people of my generation, we know him as Papa Doc. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's the, uh, the Green Flash, right? I don't, I don't know about new superheroes, man, but that is Papa he's Doc He's not right the Green there. Flash. Okay. What is he? The Red uh, Flash? No, no, he's not the Flash of any sort. But as much as I discredit your statement, I also don't know what his name is. <laughs> okay. I just know it's not that. Good. At least we're on the same page with that. But, uh, yeah, it looks like a cool night there. I, wish, I, I really wish the Heat had somebody out there tonight. Um, the bad thing is the guys that were really good that were older are too old. And the guys that are really good, that are younger, are too young. 
So I wish Chris Bosch would be out there, man. I, I heard he's doing the talent show. So he's going to be a part of this some capacity. Yeah, huh? I mean, okay. he's a part of the NBA Players Association. I'm sure they try to involve him where they can. But I'll tell you, that's another sad right. deal for South Florida. It truly is. I Bosch mean, is the guy you want playing for your team. He's a stand-up citizen. He's a great player. Seemed like a great teammate. Uh, just a guy that you can get behind very easy. Yeah, I'm really rooting for him to, to land on his feet and continue his playing career in some capacity. What do, you, what do you think about all this conversation with Wade and Woj this week? It sounds like Wade is now prying the door open for a potential return to Miami at some point. And keeping in mind, he's going to make a boatload of money next year if he opts in. But if he opts out, he's not going to get the money, but he's probably going to be in a much happier situation, either in Miami or playing for a title somewhere else. Well, it seems to be fairly toxic right now in Chicago, and Wade is continuing to play you know, pretty well. can't say all, all that many bad things about his game this season, other than he does look like he's aging, which is the reason that he probably got rid of him, other than the amount of money that he, he felt that he had earned. But, you know, he's had, had a few game-winning shots, uh, continued to play at a high level, hitting threes, making his teammates better. But the other things surrounding Dwayne Wade in Chicago have stood out even more. You know, Rajon Rondo, Jimmy Butler maybe getting traded, maybe not. I just would love to see Wade retire in the Heat jersey, and maybe play one more season. Do you think he's only got one season left, though? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying if he comes back to the Heat, he's doing it for one more season, not just a 10-day contract. Let, I'd me, like... let me put in, let me just try a dream scenario. Let's say the Heat trade Goran Dragic. And let's say when they trade Goran Dragic, they bring back somebody... And I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna make a guess on who they bring back. Let's say they bring back an entity and a draft pick. And then let's say they tank because no Goran. The second half of the season tanks, and they get a pretty high draft pick. You bundle those draft picks together, along with Dion Waiters, and you bring back another entity. And you've got the salary cap because now you got. Chris Bosch off the books. You throw that money at Wade. You got some money in free agency. Next year, you could be starting Whiteside, Winslow, Josh Richardson, Wade, and another entity. Hey, that sounds like a team that can do some damage, win healthy. Absolutely. I, I just think there's some opportunity for him to come back, maybe play a year or two, and be on a very competitive team. I would like to see that for him because in that instance, I think we can all forgive him for the one year of playing for his hometown team and then see him retire in a Heat jersey. The only problem I have with that is I want to see him playing in the finals. Yeah, that would be nice. I don't think he's going to get there with the Bulls. Uh, right now they sit in the seventh spot in the East, so they're on the you know playoffs borderline but um, my other dream scenario 
is uh, the Celtics pull off the deal for Jimmy Butler. And you have a starting lineup down there that consists of, uh, we'll just call it Isaiah Thomas, Jimmy Butler, and Al Horford. And then this offseason, Dwayne opts out and signs in Boston. Now, that would be fun to watch. That's an interesting team. As long as he doesn't go to Cleveland, man. I don't want to see Wade. You know, as much as I want to see him play in the finals, I don't know that I could stomach that. Please don't do that, Dwayne. Better than that. Well, as we wrap everything up here, you got anything more for local? Uh, you know, I think we've touched on pretty much everything I wanted to cover tonight. I know this is a short show. Uh, we tried to squeeze in as much as we could on a, on a couple of topics here. Um, I'd like to touch a little bit more on the beers. Yeah, we, you know, we got to give a big thank you to Kyle. Um, got us set up here tonight. Yeah, they've been awesome. Uh, got us a great spot. We got the, the catbird seats sitting up here above everybody, uh, getting a good view of it. Man, people just keep rolling in here. This is actually going to get pretty fun tonight, I think. Well, the music's about to start. It's almost 7 o'clock, so the... The uh, live music is is uh, almost ready to go here, it looks like. That's why we're getting ready to wrap things up. But, yeah, more people out there eating. I'll tell you what, if you're in, in this southwest Florida area, you got to get out here and check this place out. Really, just a very, uh, you know what it is, they've got a very uh, loft-like feel in this place. It's an. It, it looks like it was a uh, uh, warehouse of some sort, big garage doors that you walk through to get inside, uh, big tall ceilings. Uh, really cool lighting, uh, but just a cool place. I love the atmosphere. The, the looks of it. It's going to be fun. We, we got uh, maybe some beer pong, maybe some cornhole, definitely a burger. I'll tell you, the, the one thing that's nice is uh, we're getting ready to sign off, and it's 7 o'clock. And uh, food trucks go for another three hours. All right, all right. Let's, let's get on that then. And, hey. Celebrity All-Star Game about to kick off. Yeah, we're going to have a good finish to this night. We're going to be back with everybody at the Duncastle Studios next weekend. Or I'm sorry, next week. Uh, on Thursday, we'll try to record again and uh, get this thing together. And uh, hopefully, you know, we're going to try to forge a relationship here where hopefully we can do this once a month or so and come up and uh, enjoy Kyle's location and uh, definitely give you guys some new beer reports. Because all I know is we had two beers so far tonight, and I see another 10 up on the board. Yeah, plenty of options. A lot of, a lot of colors in the rainbow over here. and we got work to do. They're all very different. So let's get to work. Thank you guys for listening. It's been fun here, Billy. Yeah, if you guys would, make sure to check us out on uh, social media. Uh, Twitter, it's at TExtraordinaryF. If you check us out on Instagram, it's at The Extraordinary Fan. Check us out on Facebook, it's The Extraordinary Fan. And then you can always head over to our website at TheExtraordinaryFan.com. And I will tell you, we had some new updates. Uh, Jasmine Dunn, we got her articles up uh, concerning fashion. We've got some interesting articles up concerning vehicles. Uh, and that's all found under the Extraordinary Man tab. Uh, you'll notice it says X-Man at the top. Click on that and you'll see some articles that aren't exactly sports-based, but are extraordinary. And if you're listening to us on our website, please know that we are now in the podcast Apple iTunes store. You can search for us at The Extraordinary Fan. Download our podcast and listen to it whenever you like. 
if you can, please subscribe. We'll get the subscribership up, and uh, we're going to be able to offer more and more and do some more interesting things. Um, we do have some local uh, South Florida people that we definitely want to get involved on the podcast. We've kind of got our uh, wish list, but we've got uh, sports announcing legend uh, Dick Stockton has recently started his own podcast. Uh, plan on reaching out to him, see what we can find out there. Uh, Chad Ochocinco, uh, based there in in uh, South Florida, right there in Miami, and uh, so we've got we've got some people we want to get involved with. We plan to, but as we sign off today, we're going to leave you with just a little bit of the live music that uh, that'll kind of take us out of the show that we're enjoying here at Millennial, Millennial Brewing Company here in Fort Myers, Florida. Thanks for coming to Millennial Brewing Company tonight, everyone. My name's Paul Logan. Hang on.